32 sounds with Anaya Lockwood, who is there for a special question and answer session Wednesday, May 24th at 7.15. Holly Tanner and Justin Weaver. We're from Something to Talk About, and you're listening to 90.7 FM WGXC, Acre, Catskill, and Hudson. WGXC underwriting support is provided in part by Suncommon, supporting vibrant communities across New York for 15 years, offering custom solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses. Information at suncommon.com. Wave Farms WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Anna Koval of Brooklyn, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Green and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxc.org slash donate and designating an amount of your choosing. Thank you for your support. Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. I'm Amanda. I'm Jenny. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are a twice a month radio talk show about movies where we pick a theme and then watch movies around that theme. And then when we get on the air, we tell each other and you what we watched. Uh, But before we get into our theme tonight, we're going to do what we always do and tell you what's in the local theaters. I'm going to start. Um, And we're pre-recording tonight, so some of these are out of date, but what I will say, I'm going to tell you about the drive-ins for right now, and what I can tell you is that they're open, (laughs) because by the time you hear this, what's playing this weekend is no longer going to be playing, but we have the Highway Drive-In in Kooksaki, and that's H-I-W-A-Y-Drive-In.com. They're under new ownership right now, and the new owners are so far keeping everything the same. Uh, one screen seems like it's continuously playing older movies, but the other four, the other three of the four are playing, um, blockbusters. And, uh, today we're pre-recording on Saturday. Uh, last night was the opening of the Greenville drive-in with, um, yeah, Muppets take Manhattan. So there's nothing on their event calendar right now, but they are open. And so you can find out more about the Greenville drive-in at drivein32.com. Amazing. Oh, I love the drive-in. It's yes. so it's the season is here. It's so special. All right. So now I'm going to tell you it's playing at the Crandall Theater and this is also future upcoming shows. So for all of the detailed information you're going to want to head over to crandalltheater.org. But you can expect to see in the coming weeks Are You There God? It's Me Margaret. Yes. Puss in Boots The Last Wish. Saving Private Ryan. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, Memorial Bone. Day. Oh, Memorial Day, duh. I was like, why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Bo is Afraid. The Super Mario Brothers movie. The new one, not the one from the 80s, tragically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you Hurt My Feelings and The Flash. And again, for those specific showtimes, you want to head on over to CrandallTheater.org. Gorgeous. Chef's kiss. Um, I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Wyndham Theater again, because this is a pre-recording by next weekend, which they're only open on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, by next weekend, the movies might have changed, but generally I bet like some of them will still be there. Um, cause we have Fast X, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and the new Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, so I imagine at least Fast X and Guardians will probably still be there. But when it's time, you can check out 
WyndhamTheater.com. W-I-N-D-H-A-M Theater.com. Ah, thrilling. All right, and now I'm going to tell you about what's coming soon at Upstate Films. So starting with the theater in Rhinebeck, and these are all, they don't have showtimes yet, so once again, you will have to do just a little bit of detective work. But you can look forward to seeing Close Up, 32 Sounds. Uh, Close Up, the end is not what I thought it would be. (laughs) (laughs) Skate Dreams, Lakota Nation versus United States. National Theatre Live, colon, good. And long story short, Willie Nelson, 90. Oh. Uh, I know, very exciting. And then over at the Orpheum Theatre in Saugerties, they will have The Little Mermaid in 3D. Oh, Jesus. That's wild. I didn't know they had 3D capacity. It already looks 3D. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. (laughs) Uh, Beyond the Visible, Hilma off Clint. The the Little Mermaid, uh, just regular, not in 3D. (laughs) and Grateful Dead live at Soldier Field. Uh, And once again, these are all upcoming films coming to the Upstate Cinema locations in Rhinebeck and Saugerties, and you can find out all those details when the time comes at upstatefilms.org. Amazing. So last but not least for me, I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Spotlight Cinema in Hudson. That's the theater that's on Fairview Avenue. Uh, And their website does allow me to look at what is going to play um, next week when we when our show is going to air. So (laughs) these are the updated showtimes. We have a movie called Hypnotic Book Club colon the next chapter. Yes, finally. (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Evil Dead Rise. Super Mario Brothers movie. And Fast X. And you can find out more about showtimes and everything at spotlightcinemas.com. And just make sure that you select the Hudson New York Theater in the drop-down menu on their website. Wow. Blockbuster season really is upon us. It sure is. (laughs) All right. I'm going to tell you about what's playing at TSL in Hudson, our lovely local indie theater. However, they simply don't have next week's. So (laughs) this is just what the type of movie you can look forward to experiencing at TSL. Currently, this weekend, which is the weekend of May 20th, they're playing Sunset Boulevard. Ooh, interesting, exciting. Uh, They're also playing The Taking, a movie from 2021. Uh, Fellini's I, Vitelloni from 1953. And David Hammond's The Melt Goes On Forever, (laughs) uh, which is a new movie about a uh, artist. Very exciting. And so for all of the future movies, because some of these might continue on, but some we just don't know, (laughs) you can find out future showings at TSL at (laughs) timeandspace.org. Amazing. Um, And so... We've actually seen some new movies lately, so maybe even before we get into our theme tonight, we can talk the movies that we've, the fresh new movies, fresh new flicks that fresh. we've seen in the theater. Um, it's true. Jenny, we went to go see How to Blow Up a Pipeline. We did. And it was it amazing. It was great. It was so good. We went to it at a, at our upstate film location in Saugerties, uh, and yeah, it was really great. If you haven't heard about it it's a new movie um based on a book but the book is nonfiction. yeah <laughs> and the movie is a fictionalized narrative story yeah um which was very exciting uh and it's about a group of young uh young people who are like climate um activists who yeah. decide that the only way forward during this intensely dark moment in mm-hmm. time is to do di- take direct action against an oil pipeline and blow it up. Yep. And they're all they've all been affected somehow by um the construction of an oil pipeline or living near oil refineries like one of them is is dying of a rare form of cancer that only um people it's most common in people who have grown up around oil refineries. Um and a couple people um, have had land seized from them or their families because of the construction of the oil pipeline. So they're all brought together via the power of the internet. Um, Cause one of them starts, 
making videos about how to build a bomb and then like you it's nice because the the movie um ricochets back and forth between like them um pulling off the plan that they've created and then back to the past where they're first meeting and making these plans um it's so thrilling um it's like watching an amazing super super entertaining edge of your seat heist movie but um, i care more (laughs) yeah i want to see them blow up a pipeline instead of steal a diamond you know (laughs) yeah and like the stakes feel so much higher in this way where it's like they're just ordinary people but you i mean you're introduced to them in such an empathetic way so fast that you care whether they live or die and you also care whether they succeed or not it's not just you know yeah trying to watch people steal a diamond or something it's like they you want them to succeed so badly and you also really don't want them to get hurt but they're messing around obviously in this really dangerous way Mm -hmm. uh it was a true uh edge of your seat movie very exciting (laughs) oh and just like them planning it alone is so fun to watch unfold um because they plan it so so carefully yeah um it's it was so fun i'm just reading right now that um the director is the guy that made that internet horror movie cam which i never saw but (laughs) me neither he co-wrote it with two other people one of whom is the actress that played the character uh sochi in the movie oh nice yeah that's really cool i know i've heard i've actually heard that cam is really good i haven't seen it but i know people do like it yeah people um, do like it that was how to blow um, up a pipeline it was so yeah, good really enjoyed it um i it's unfortunately this is a really good transition to one of the movies that i watched so i kind of want to take it do but it. i will just very i'm just gonna gently say i did also see fast x on its opening night of course um and i had a great time it's not very good but i had a great time <laughs> uh i love it but so i our theme this week yes was one that we've talked about many times Mm -hmm. loosely uh titled the one that got away (laughs) (laughs) which to us means uh movies that we've been meaning to watch forever and you want to check off your list and just get them out of the way kind of exactly and we have long lists of stuff that we've always wanted to watch so like sometimes we'll do an all latelys episode when we don't want to pick a a specific theme or for whatever reason we don't have time to watch things around a specific theme so we'll just talk about everything we've watched lately and this is a version of that but it's a little more (laughs) directed because it's us trying to yeah like dust off these ones that have been sitting on our lists for a while yeah totally and I, I also took it like generally to me and kind of maybe more like famous movies that I missed in a big way yeah um but, so one of the movies I watched, probably the least famous of the three that I watched for this particular theme, uh, is a movie from 1977, which, as I was watching it, I kept thinking about how to blow up a pipeline, because uh. it was very, very stressful. Uh. I watched the movie Sorcerer. Oh. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> I feel like I have, but I don't know it. It's one of those ones that I... Ha- like I'm reminded of every couple of years because I see the title and I sit and I think sorcerer it's about wizards yeah yeah that's why I'm like I must have heard it I love I love a sword and fantasy movie (laughs) but it simply is not and that's why every couple years I like forget and then re-remember and I'm like oh yeah that movie I've been meaning to watch that so it's from 1977 it's directed by William Friedkin who's Mm -hmm. the guy who made The Exorcist um and what The French Connection like some other a bunch of a bunch of big movies from the 70s blockbusters blockbusters but so sorcerer no wizards no magic it is a crime thriller (laughs) uh about a bunch of men who like the beginning of the movie very similar to how to blow up a pipeline you get everybody's individual backstory Mm. where it's a bunch of people who are all criminals who are either like the sole survivor or the one person that got away from a crime gone wrong Uh um and they all end up in colombia like having run away from their home countries like they're all from different places one is from new jersey one is from paris one is from israel Another one, I can't remember where he's from. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) Um, But so they all end up in Colombia in, like, this really, like, little kind of podunk town. Um, Basically just, like, living hand-to-mouth, all very, very broke and very, very desperate. 
uh, and they end up being recruited to help extinguish a oil a drilling site which has caught fire oh. by driving uh, a bunch of dynamite through 200 miles of jungle to the oil rig oh which my lord <laughs> and the dynamite specifically has been sitting for years and is leaking nitroglycerin and so it's extremely dangerous if it gets jostled at all it will explode and so it's these former criminals coming together driving like these two massive like jacked up trucks <laughs> across the jungle which does not have roads no <laughs> uh and it's so thrilling it's so stressful i was like truly like on the edge of my seat like the most vocal i've been while watching a movie in a really long time oh. doing a lot like saying oh my god out loud it sounds quite frequently. really good it's amazing wait it's who recruits movie. them who recruits so, them so it's like there's this guy who's in charge of the oil rig basically he's okay. like a member of the oil company and so he nobody knows that they're all criminals there are all these dudes who have like changed their names and they they just all happen to be in the same place but it has that like heist movie energy of like getting the gang together and the <laughs> way that they all get recruited is that um they do there's like this incredible scene where it's uh driver tryouts and like everybody has to drive a truck with like a bottle of like liquor in the on the dashboard and not spill the liquor oh my god uh, and it just happens that these guys who i mean it's it's a movie so they, they show yeah. us the ones that we're gonna care about but mm -hmm. uh they're all because they were all uh you know involved in crime somehow like they just have these skills that like um the main character who he's who we mostly follow is played by roy scheider and he <sighs> was the getaway driver uh. for this gang of criminals who like <laughs> they rob a church oh <laughs> which is owned by a mob boss in new jersey big uh, mistake big uh, mistake and, and he accidentally crashes the car because one of like one of his um co-criminals gets angry and like starts waving a gun around inside of the uh, car so the sloppy it. ones exactly and he's <laughs> the only one who gets away and so he's he's one of these guys who does the driving tryout and he's clearly one of the best drivers and so it's him um and it's like yeah, oh my god it's just so good I, uh, I really loved sorcerer like roy scheider's great in it there's also, i love him so much I really love him i also always forget how crazy his face looks until it's like there's the, the the way you're introduced to him is like he's in a car with all of his other guys and his gang and they're all being shot in profile and he just has like the craziest looking profile. he has a wild face he's also one of those people where i guess yeah, most of the movies that I've seen him in are from the 70s. So I haven't really seen a lot of him when he's younger. Yeah. But I'm like, he probably always looked like that. Yeah. No, and <laughs> he's like, like, he's very One hot. of those faces where, like, you probably looked 50 when you were 25. <laughs> a, a child, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, he just, he just has, like, such a, such a notable and, like, magnetic face. And, like, I just want to keep looking at you. Yeah. Um, and then my other, like, I really loved... Uh, many of the characters in this movie because they're all really fascinating but the other one who i really loved is um the like the criminal from paris who yes. was i did some like bad tax stuff like his, his crime was not as interesting and i don't really remember what it was uh -huh. but he's played by this actor named bruno kremer and he just he also has like a really magnetic face he's not like particularly handsome but i found myself being very drawn to him throughout the movie anyway mm -hmm. um and he is the only one at least that we know about with a wife and like he it, it's just like this very like somehow incredibly moving like subplot that he has somebody waiting for him on the other oh, end of this yeah and it's just oh my god it's oh. a sorcerer what a motivator so to not spill that liquor on the dashboard don't, sp don't spill it don't blow up that dynamite no. dude but yeah i was thinking about it a lot because so much of how to blow up a pipeline has these like insane like just really really tense moments where it's just like you don't even really know what could go wrong you just know that it could blow up you know yeah. like you don't really know the intricacies of it yeah. and this is so visceral because it's like these guys driving these trucks over like rope bridges and you're like that's not gonna work dude <laughs> god i simply must see this movie yeah. now that i have like i mean i've always enjoyed a heist movie of course like totally. that, who doesn't that's just being human but, um, or like that kind of intensity is just always wonderful entertainment. But now 
having seen How to Blow Up a Pipeline, I'm like thirsty for more yeah, <laughs> of, yeah. of that content. Highly recommend. It also has um some like How to Blow Up a Pipeline has that really fun kind of like techno-y um, soundtrack to it. And oh, Tangerine Dream did the <gasps> soundtrack to Sorcerer. And it's so good, baby. <laughs> oh, of course. Of yeah. course. Wow. Yeah. All right. I simply couldn't recommend it enough. It's available for rent for like $2.99, but absolutely worth it. Yeah. Looks like... um. Another thing is going to have to take the place of what I watched on my list. Looks like yes. Sorcerer is going to fill that gap now. Yes. <laughs> uh, that sounds amazing. So it's for rent. It's for rent. Okay, yeah. Great. Um, I usually, when I usually tell you what I watched, I usually go chronologically as in like what I watched first. Mm-hmm. But so I watched three things and two of them, the first two we're both like fun genre films I wanted to see for a while, but neither of them were amazing. And I, the third movie is like, how come I waited this long to see my favorite movie? And so yes. I think I have to say that because I want to be able to give it the most time. Yes. Um, I finally watched 1984's Repo Man. Oh my God. Repo <laughs> Man is so good. Have you ever yes. seen it? I have never seen it either. It's also one that I've been like, yeah, I'll see that eventually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to love it. And I, you know, like, yeah, there's obviously no, these movies aren't going anywhere. There's no time limit. But still, when you finally see one that's that good, you're like, gosh, dang it. What was <laughs> <Why>? I doing? <laughs> what was I wasting my life doing? Um, So Repo Man is directed by Alex Cox, who... um. He he did Sid and Nancy and a movie called Walker, which I've also wanted to see. And he um, was one of the co-writers for the Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas screenplay. Nice. Um, and uh, it's his directorial debut. He made it with a couple college buddies. Really low budget, but one of those pure, beautiful examples of like, you can make something so fun and so amazing with talented people on a shoestring budget. You really can. Um, yes. And it stars Emilio Estevez as an L.A. punk named Otto, who um, has recently lost his job and his girlfriend has left him for his best friend. Um, and his parents, like, he goes, he's kind of like bumming around the city and he goes to visit his parents who are... Um, like, this whole movie, right, is, like, um, a big commentary on consumerism and, like, Reaganomics and a mm. uh, post-atomic age. Um, and, yeah, he goes to see his parents, and they're, like, completely hypnotized and numbed by the TV. And they just keep watching this preacher on the TV that they give all their money to. And they're like, we don't have any money for you. We gave it all to the church. <laughs> um, and then he gets approached by Harry Dean Stanton. Yes. who is a repo man who um, asks him to he's like hey can you move this car for my wife like she's giving birth right now I don't have time can you just like break into it and move it to a safer neighborhood and he gives him the address and it's just a car repossession place <laughs> so he <laughs> tricks him into being a repo man and at first Otto's like go to hell man I don't want to be no repo man um, and then he gets into the repo life <laughs> The life of a repo man is always intense, yes. is a line that is repeated many times in the movie. While we're watching Otto get into the repo life, there is a lobotomized government scientist with something mysterious in the trunk of his Chevy Malibu heading to L.A. from Santa Fe, from Roswell, in fact. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, and is it alien bodies? Is it a neutron bomb? We just don't know. But the very first scene in this movie is that guy getting pulled over and the cop being like, I'm going to open your trunk. And the guy's like, I wouldn't do that. But because he's been lobotomized, he's like very like slurry and kind of, you know. Um, and when the cop opens the trunk, he um, is evaporated. Ah! <laughs> um yeah, it's – I don't want to give away too much because I really want you to see this and anybody else out there in Radio Land who hasn't seen Repo Man, I think I'm one of the few who hasn't seen it. But um, it's like – it's also 
a cool movie made by cool people for cool people. <laughs> like, yes, the theme song, the Repo Man theme song is made by Iggy Pop. Oh, um, nice. One of the executive producers is Michael Nesmith, who is one of the members of the Monkees, like one of the main members. Oh, my God. Funny. And he also has a really cool solo career and he plays the preacher in the movie. Yes. But he also he's had like a really cool storied life. Highly recommend going down a Michael Nesmith hole. Like, he is one of the reasons we have music videos, which is crazy. Like, he was That's approached. Awesome. <laughs> he was approached by like pre MTV to be like, "Will you help us create MTV?" Um, and he was like, "No, I'm really busy." But he <laughs> kind of like made the first music video. But um, he's, yeah, he's really cool. It's it's a uh, it's got like an incredible soundtrack. There's like circle jerks and um. Yeah, like there's it's a really it's a fun like punk soundtrack. Uh Rainbow Man is so good. <laughs> God, I got to watch it. Um you know, and of course like the two storylines get stitched together because um Otto through his new job as a repo man hears about a Chevy Malibu that is worth $200,000 that everyone's looking for. This mysterious Chevy Malibu. He also meets a girl. Like, he gives a ride to this girl who um, is working for, like, a, I don't know, like, an agency that's trying to, like, whistleblow the secret, like, hiding the extraterrestrial. (laughs) Um, And she's the one who's, like, there's alien bodies in the trunk. Um, it's, It's a really tonally, like, one of those completely wacky movies. It's got um you know like this similar energy to miracle mile yeah oh um, yes yeah which is like an one of my favorite kind of movies just um there's an element of magical realism in the way that people are living a life that's completely abnormal but yeah. they never regard it as such um and like, like the the repo man thing is funny like there's a scene where they go he goes like Otto goes to a party with his coworkers, and all of the wives of his coworkers are referred to as repo wives <laughs> and like he the girl that he gives a ride to like they kind of are dating a little bit or like you know there's a little bit of a romantic thing there and he's like I'll make a repo wife out of you oh my god <laughs> would re- you be my repo wife <laughs> <laughs> repo wives um yeah, it's it was so so special. God, I gotta. It's yeah. This is shooting up to the top of my to watch list because it's it's yeah. It's one of those ones where like I knew that people liked it and I knew that it's kind of weird, but that's kind of all that I knew about it. Yeah, yeah. And it involved repo men conceptually. Exactly. <laughs> I, also, I always think about. I can't remember exactly what the quote was, but there's that like Roger Ebert quote about. Um, I think it's, like, maybe multiple actors, but I always think about it in the context of Harry Dean Stanton, where it's, like, any movie is made better by his presence. Oh, it's so <laughs> Because he's true. just such an incredible actor. And he's, and, like, you could, I mean, not to say that Repo Man isn't a good movie, but, like, any bad movie becomes better with his presence in it. And it's, like, Repo Man's already good, and then you throw Harry Dean Stanton in there, and I'm like, yes, yeah. dude. <laughs> and he's insane in it. Like, all of, um, all of Otto's coworkers, including Harry Dean Stanton's character, are so off the wall yes, <laughs> like, like, oh my God. like it has that it must be kind of a, a like silly joke about um like workplace sitcoms because right. all of the characters are really over the top and like their little office and stuff it's like <laughs> and speaking of roger ebert there's like a sweet quote on the wikipedia for repo man mm-hmm. from roger ebert saying i saw repo man near the end of a busy stretch on the movie beat Three days during which I saw more relentlessly bad movies than during any comparable period in memory. Most of those bad movies were so cynically constructed out of formula ideas and commercial ingredients that watching them was an ordeal. Repo Man comes out of left field, has no big stars, didn't cost much, takes chances, dares to be unconventional, is oh. funny, and works. There's a lesson here. Yes, dude. <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, yeah, actually, there's also... I guess Neil Gaiman reviewed oh. it for Imagine Magazine um, and says, 
One of last year's cult movie successes was Repo Man, and it's not hard to see why. A lobotomized nuclear scientist is driving around Los Angeles in a car with something in the boot. Dead extraterrestrials, a neutron bomb, or something even more bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was was really, really special. Um, I also didn't know it was weird. Like, I, I remember the cover as a kid thinking that maybe it was science fiction because of the lime green font right (laughs) yeah but then in later life i was like oh it's just like kind of a like a tough guy movie (laughs) right totally yeah i was like it's about repo men which is weird yeah (laughs) but that's like that's that is what it is (laughs) but you don't think about it (laughs) um there's so many incredible bizarre quotes in it like i said like the life of a repo man is always intense (laughs) um and i guess the the director was like really encouraged improvisation so i'm not really sure what is improvised but right um i tried really hard to like after i saw it i was like let me listen to some podcasts about it to um get more information and do a little research while i'm driving to work Mm -hmm. and it was so hard to find a podcast that wasn't just three dumb dudes being like this movie's weird <laughs> oh god and then the one the one that was less dumb was these dudes from england and this movie is such a commentary on american culture in the 80s <laughs> that they just they could get some of it but like first of all they they were like it's set in santa fe <laughs> <I'm> like, oh honey <laughs> Um, you saw one Santa Fe license plate in the beginning of the movie and you were like, that's where it's set, um, which is just hilarious as a person living in the United <laughs> States, looking at Los Angeles and, and being like, that's Santa Fe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, England. It's just so small. They don't it's, understand. They just don't know. They don't know. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. That is it is truly devastating when you try to find a movie podcast to listen to for information and all you all before us fields of chuckleheads oh my god just just aisles and aisles and aisles yeah truly Um, dispiriting it's such a bummer oh man it's such a bummer yeah this the first one i tried was truly um just them commenting on on how uh weird it is and i'm like (sighs) i I came here to learn listen (laughs) Look, I can talk about how weird it is. Yeah. I don't need you for that. Yeah, I know it's weird. That's why I came here. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Um, so Repo Man is, is also not streaming for free anywhere that I'm aware of, but mm-hmm. um, I rented it uh, on Amazon. Amazing. Yep. Um. All right. So I'm going to tell you about another movie I watched that was also similarly like one that I n- knew a little bit about, but not much and then after i watched it i was like why hadn't i seen this before (laughs) why didn't anybody tell me about this i watched dog day afternoon oh (laughs) which i've never seen that either yeah i like knew about it because it's a massively famous movie it's directed by Sidney lumet from 1975 um for those of you who like us had not seen it um stars al pacino like famously a big I mean, he was definitely famous before that, but Mm -hmm. like probably one of his first really big roles. Mm -hmm. Um, He plays a character based on a real life person Uh who did indeed attempt to rob a bank and it turned into a hostage situation. (laughs) Um, Is is this the movie where he's trying to rob a bank for money for his girlfriend? Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So it is based on a true story. Very fun Wikipedia hole to fall down into, which I did last night. Um, so it starts pretty slowly. It's, uh, Al Pacino and his two buddies come into a bank to try and rob it, but things go wrong immediately as they so often do. And this is, I feel like a real, you know, the, the thing that is being referenced by every TV show and movie from the last 30 years, Mm -hmm. whenever there's a bank robbery gone wrong and it turns into a hostage situation. Yep. Yep. Um, and so... It's incredibly hot. It takes place in Brooklyn in the summertime. Uh, Everybody's incredibly sweaty. The slow reveal. So it's you're basically just spending all of this time with Al Pacino's character, who's named Sonny, um, and his only one of the other guys involved in the robbery sticks around to the first like 
in the first five minutes, one of them runs. And he's like, yeah. I'm out of here. I can't do it. <laughs> so it's him and his friend Sal holding up this bank that has a security guard, the manager, and, like, a slew of incredibly charming women who are all bank tellers. Oh. <laughs> and it's so cute. They're all sweetie pies. <laughs> and over the course of the movie, they all kind of become friends. It's very charming. Nice. <laughs> because Sonny is... Sal is, like... Uh, quite, he's played by John Cazali. I'm not sure how you say his name. Who's also mm. from? He's Fredo in The Godfather, another movie I haven't seen. Yeah, neither. Um, another one I thought about watching for this, but did not watch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sal is like quiet and kind of crazy, and is like just just there to like hold the gun. And Sonny is like very charismatic, but also very manic, and he's like kind of running around trying to like keep everybody in order, trying to keep the cops, which have immediately surrounded the bank with like hundreds of police officers like on the roof all around them like the fbi shows up there's just tons of people but also a crowd starts to gather because they're like what's going on in there (laughs) and over time as he comes out and is talking to a detective and negotiating demands the crowd falls in love with him and they're all like they get super on the side of sunny he like first wins them over by chanting attica which is the name of a prison where there had recently been a prisoner un- uprising that uh, and a massacre, like a subsequent massacre by cops, mm-hmm. uh, in that happened in 1971, and like the events of this movie that like it's based on take place in 1972, so it's like a fresh memory, mm-hmm. and the entire crowd like loses it, oh. <laughs> and they suddenly everybody turns on the cops immediately. Yes, and then it just keeps going and this is the part that i like kind of knew because i was aware of dog day afternoon as like um a piece of queer cinema but i didn't really know why yeah. which is why it's been on my list forever and i'm like one of these days i'm going to watch that um it turns out that sunny he asks them to bring him his wife and they roll up with this guy played by chris sarandon i was like it's chris sarandon it's chris it? sarandon yes plays his he has a Sonny has a wife who he's married to with children who is uh like a cis woman who they do she she comes up later in the movie too but he's also married to um this character named Leon who in like the terms of the movie is like a man who believes he's a woman quote unquote um mm-hmm. based on a on a real life trans woman named Elizabeth Eden very fun Wikipedia having a great time uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I can't wait <laughs> but so Chris Sarandon shows up and it's like then it becomes this story about like you know the news starts being like two homosexuals are holding this bank hostage oh man oh man (laughs) and and it just like it gets even wilder and then like a gay liberation movement shows up and starts chanting with like signs and they're like release sunny look we love sunny and it just like it takes this incredible like turn and you don't have any indication of that until it happens but it's also for a movie from 1975, like, incredibly sensitive and humane. Like, Chris Sarandon's Uh, performance is definitely, uh, you know, pretty, like, stereotypical, but it's not, it doesn't feel like you're ever laughing at him. Like, there's a cop who laughs at him, and you, like, hate him. (laughs) Like, he just, like, he's instantly a villain. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's just, it's a really, I mean, it's such a, uh, I don't know, like, watching it, I was like, yeah, of course this movie exists. Like, this is the one that, like, made all of the other bank heist movies exist, basically. Like, bank heist turned hostage situation. Like, it's the forerunner of all of those things. But it also has this, like, incredibly sensitive, like, queer story in the middle of it, which is Mm. not, like, it's part of its legacy, but not enough that I, like, was fully aware of it. Yeah. Um, And it's great. And also Al Pacino is, like, so cute in it. (laughs) Ugh. I love him. I love Lil Al. Yeah, it's he's really so beautiful when he's young too. Yeah, he's so he's so beautiful in this movie. He's like like yeah, really gorgeous. Yeah. like um his like round young face. Yeah, and he's got you know? like, re- like like big doe eyes. Like he's just and he's really sweaty and stressed out the whole time. So yeah, it's just like yeah. yeah, it's incredibly charming. I really enjoyed it. Sydney Lumet is so good. Like he um if you. If the name is ringing a bell, but you're not sure who he is, he also directed 12 Angry Men and Failsafe is the other big one that I've seen, but he's done a ton of movies from like the 60s and 70s. Um, but yeah, Dog Day Afternoon is really good. It's a great movie. I think I, I, think I recently went to Sidney Lumet's Wikipedia or um, IMDb to mm-hmm. be like, which ones have I seen? And I, I think it's one of those unfortunate ones where I haven't seen 
any yeah. of them. He, like, I've never seen Network either. Oh, yeah, Network too. Yeah, also a great movie. Yeah, he's one of those people who's, like, like a titan of <laughs> the film industry. But, you, yeah, unless, like, I've only ever really seen his movies in school. Like, we watched 12 yeah. Angry Men in school and Network in school. And, like, I've never seen Serpico. He also made Serpico. Yeah, I've never seen a lick of any of those. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I really got to fill that. Maybe we have to do a Sydney Lumet dive. Fun. But yeah, Dog Day Afternoon. It's also like really funny. It's great. It's just a great movie. It takes uh, like a a series of turns that could be really bad. (laughs) Could could go so bad, but it just doesn't. It's really, it's like fascinating um, and like a a really well-made flick. It's great. It's really Uh, glad to knock it off my list finally. Ugh. Yeah, wow, I really got to see that. I'm reading, I'm looking just at the the beginning of the Wikipedia for it and um, it being based off of the true story, but then the article about the story yes. called The Boys in the Bank, which I'm curious to read. Yeah, I know, it's fascinating. Yeah, that's, oh, the other part that I didn't, I feel like I kind of glanced over was, so the reason that Sunny is robbing the bank is to pay for Leon's sex change, quote unquote, sex change surgery. Yep. like gender affirmation surgery is what we would call it now but it's like it's so and that's what it's like when you find that out you're like what okay okay yeah all right yeah yeah here we go that is what I remember like as soon as I sometimes I get that title confused with other movies totally. from that time um and then as soon as I remember that dog day afternoon is the bank robbery one that is the one detail that I do know yeah. is that it's for her change I am um, blessed with a bad memory for everything I've ever read so like I as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I knew that, but I had completely forgotten. No, so way better pleasure. to be surprised <laughs> yeah. by it. Way better. Um, amazing. Where is that streaming? It is also for rent. So it's two ninety nine out there in the world. Also worth your time. Nice. Worth your time and your money. Nice. nice. Um, I The other two movies that I watched were pretty dumb and like you you know you did the work of um having it be like really big famous ones that you haven't seen and I just went into the ones on my list many of which are not famous um as you know I have been deep in a hole of watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer Mm -hmm. the TV show I had never seen the original movie from 1992 which is written by Joss Whedon which I didn't realize. It's still a Joss Whedon number. Yeah. Um, directed by Fran Rubel Kazooie, who I don't know. Um, this movie, not that great, unfortunately. Yeah. But it has, like, really cute Luke Perry in it. Yeah. So <laughs> e- easy on the eyes. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's fun. It's the same basic plot as the show that everyone knows and loves where um, – we have a Valley Girl cheerleader, head cheerleader named Buffy, who, like, it's really played up in the movie. Like, the movie is her first discovering that she is a slayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the TV show, you know, when we first meet Buffy, she already knows that. And she moves to the high school in the show after her old high school's gym burns down, which was part of the original script for this movie so this is like the origin of Buffy right um and she's just a hot little California babe um who doesn't really care about much but shopping and being popular and you know has like a hunky boyfriend and um all of a sudden Donald Sutherland shows up (gasps) this like creepy little guy in a hat is like you're a slayer and she's like you're you like you're really weird and old who are you um and you know he keeps working the angle like he keeps showing up and he's like listen you've been having dreams where you're you but you're a different woman and you're like alive hundreds of years ago and you keep getting killed by this one guy right and she's like "Ugh, yes how do you know (laughs) Um, and it's because the Slayer for centuries has had one vampire nemesis played by Rucker Hauer, <laughs> um, whose name is Lothos. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, and he has a, Lothos has a little sidekick 
played by Paul Rubens. Um, <laughs> Pee Wee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hillary Swank is up in here. She's one of Buffy's uh, mean friends who, when Buffy does start assuming her role as a slayer and starts training and killing vampires, you know, she gets a little less, she gets some perspective. She gets a little less concerned with them, you know, uh, things like chopping in boys. Um, <laughs> and she starts to feel closer to a kid in her, a punky kid in her school played by Luke Perry called Pike. So and cute. They've got some, some sparks going. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not that good. Um, the vampires show up to prom. She kicks butt and saves everybody. Joss Whedon walked off the set because they changed his script a lot. The script was originally supposed to be much darker. Mm -hmm. Um, and he also says that he really hated work, working with Donald Sutherland and thought he was like a diva <laughs> and insisted on, um, like improving a lot of his lines, which the directors and producers just let him do because he was like the highest right, ranking star. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like that's the big star that they had, the one who was going to draw in the money. Mm -hmm. Um, and but um, Joss Whedon is like his lines were really weird and un <laughs> unintelligible. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, and they shot it really quickly because Luke Perry was still on Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. So they had to accommodate his schedule for that. Um, the Wikipedia says that Joss Whedon sold the film to Dolly Parton's production company, Sand Dollar, oh, in 1991. So I guess, like, you know, that's that's who made the movies. Yeah. Sand Dollar, which I did not know <laughs> existed. Very curious to maybe dive into what else Sand Dollar production company yeah, fascinating. <laughs> has put out. Um so, yeah, he we didn't have the uh, advisory role and then got really pissed because they took out all the dark stuff that he had in there, made it really goofier. Um, and, and the original ending was supposed to be Buffy burning down the gym uh, at the end of the movie to kill all the vampires inside, um, which is what we hear in the TV show when Buffy first shows up in the first <laughs> episode. She's like, yeah, I was... Kicked out of my old school for burning down the gym. <laughs> I <to> get transferred. <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, fun. That's it's not that good. Yeah, but it's cute. It's one of those ones that I've seen like bits of on TV. Like the like as I I was into the show when I was a teenager, and I just remember like some occasionally the movie would play um, like on TBS or something, and I would just watch parts mm -hmm. of it. But I've never seen all of it, and it's good to know it's maybe not worth my time no it's like it's kind of boring yeah. um again like it's cute it's totally i'm not gonna not recommend it it's totally cute but um yeah it's not it's not exciting <laughs> especially, especially now that you're in so deep in the buffy hole <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean i'm really 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 attracted to luke perry yeah so. that does a lot <laughs> yeah and like the the lead actress, God, what's her name? Um, Christy Swanson. Uh, yeah, Christy Swanson is like a total babe. Cute. So it's got some people that are pretty easy on the eyes. Um, and that's always fun and fine. Yeah, totally. that's, I mean, often that's all it takes. Yeah, exactly. Are they cute? I'm having a good time. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I wouldn't not say to watch it. And it's streaming on HBO Max. Fun. Oh, so easy. So fun. And I'm looking so, right now, an hour and 26 minutes. Truly the best. Like, literally, it's like the finale of a TV show. It's nice and short. Yep, you're back. Okay. I, I got you. <laughs> Hello, I got you. I'm here. Okay, are you ready to hear about my last movie? Yes, yes, yes. Which I'm so excited. You already know I watched it because I watched it a couple weeks ago, but it's time for me to talk about it publicly. It's time to stop hiding forgot. in the shadows. So oh, great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I watched the movie on everybody's lips in the year 2001, Vanilla Sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched it, like, probably, like, three weeks ago or something. Uh, you know, it was a Sunday. It was the day after, you know, our prom, <laughs> our adult prom. Mm -hmm. um, and I just was like, what if 
it's time for you to finally watch Vanilla Sky. God, Jenny, you're literally so smart. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's just, you know, sometimes uh, it, it chooses you, you know? Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, I popped it on because great news, it's streaming for free on Amazon and Pluto. So easy. Mm. So easy to access. Mm. Uh, Vanilla Sky. I, my strongest memory of this film is uh, walking into Hollywood video, uh, when I am about nine years old and what's that? An entire wall of Vanilla Sky DVDs. Yeah. Uh, and it's just Tom Cruise's face looking off into the blue sky uh, and I was like, uh, I wonder what that's about. Seems like people are really renting it a lot. Yeah, exactly. It was so curious. So curious. <laughs> Turns out, I don't think people really liked it that much, but I had a good also, time. Also, like, when I was a kid, I think I remember distinctly being interested, but also being like, mm, that seems like it's for adults. Totally, totally. We're like, other things I was really curious about that were for yeah. adults, but I was like, that's probably boring. That's yeah, probably not definitely. for fun for kids. <laughs> For sure. I was like, oh, that's like going to be really, really boring. It's over two hours long. Are you kidding me? Oh, You're right. I'm a baby. Really? It's, yeah, it's two and a half hours long. Oh, my it's goodness. lengthy. Um, it's directed by Cameron Crowe, who you may recall from Almost Famous and mm-hmm. some other stuff. I'm sure he's done a lot of other things. That's the Maybe. one I know. <laughs> uh, oh, Jerry Maguire, I guess. And say anything. Uh, okay. Oh, and We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> Everyone's favorite movie. <laughs> Oh, we bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. I think Vanilla Sky was maybe his last big hit, is my wow. impression from wow. this uh, list of his films. But so, if you, like me, were too young to see it when it came out, let me tell you about it. I was under the impression Vanilla Sky was going to be just like a lengthy romantic drama because it stars Tom Cruise and Penelope Cruz, and they famously started dating while uh, making the movie. Uh, and it's about a love triangle, kind of, between him, Penelope Cruz, and Cameron Diaz. Wow. How thrilling. However, it turns out it's actually a lucid dream sci-fi thriller. Huh. <laughs> it's got, it has so many layers, which I was not aware of. And I, I imagine people who have seen this movie are like, how did you not know that that's what this is about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I literally, I have zero information in my mind bank about this movie other than the cover and the you complete me line yeah oh that's from jerry Maguire. so you don't even have yeah okay there you go there you go wow wow Uh, thank god i learned that today and saved myself years of embarrassment years of embarrassment yeah absolutely uh no the famous line from this one is open your eyes which is the name of the spanish movie that it is an adaptation of and apparently it's basically a shot for shot exact same movie very funny (laughs) uh so tom cruise plays a character named david who is the son uh, and inheritor of a magazine magnate's incredible fortune um he's extremely wealthy and liked by all of everybody around him except for his board of directors at his magazines who really don't like him because he's a young upstart hotshot <laughs> and so he is uh sleeping with cameron diaz and they have like a fun no strings attached relationship um and then he meets penelope cruz one night at a party and they start hitting it off and cameron diaz gets very upset about that because she isn't a no strings attached <laughs> person actually it turns out and he, she picks him up one day outside in uh, her little sports car, oh. and she drives them off a bridge. <gasps> uh, and she dies in the accident, and he is... Uh, Cameron does this? Cam- yes, okay. Cameron drives, because she is very upset about um, Tom Cruise sleeping with... Pen- or, I don't wow. Think, she really is not a no-strings-attached person. Oh, my God. She, it turns out she's very unwell. Yeah. <laughs> she flips... On a dime. Oh my god. <laughs> she actually has some notable um lines from that scene where she's in the car with him, but I cannot say them here on the radio before ten PM, so I will text it to you later. Oh my uh, okay, great, 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 great. <laughs> uh but so she crashes the car and she is killed, but Tom Cruise is put into a coma because he is so grievously injured. And as a result, he actually is uh his face becomes disfigured. Uh, and he is an unrecognizable person from who he used to be. And so he then falls into a deep depression, of course, after he is awoken from the coma and no longer looks how he used to. And he is also um, experiencing constant pain and tinnitus in his mm. head, which sounds awful. It sounds, um, sounds really terrible. 
And the other famous thing from this movie, which I did not know about, but apparently is everyone remembers who has seen it. He is given a really creepy mask that looks like his face. I'm going to Google it right now. (laughs) It's horrible to behold. (laughs) It's a face that's meant to look kind of like Tom Cruise's face, but he wears it on top of his face and it just is awful to see. Uh, And so from there... You kind of have this, like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No. Oh, God. It's like, it's kind of like the Michael Myers mask. Yes. Yeah, it's it's like an inside-out William Shatner mask. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know how, like, you're referring to famously the Michael Myers from Halloween mask is a William Shatner mask painted white. But this is like, if they were like, no, no, don't go with Shatner, go with Cruz. Yep. (laughs) It's Um, horrible. Uh, And so the movie gets really dark then, obviously, because he's, like, incredibly depressed. um, But he, like, develops a relationship with Penelope Cruz. But there are these scenes uh, where you don't – he kind of – he goes back and forth between dreaming and not dreaming. And so you're not really sure what's real for, like, the kind of middle third of the movie. Uh, And then things kind of devolve from there into more and more, like, lucid dream madness and then the end has a twist. It's got a, it's got a twist oh, ending. Oh, a twist, you say? It's got a twist ending. And I don't want to tell you just in case you ever do want to watch Vanilla Oh, yeah. Sky. I'm definitely going to watch it. No, I'm, I think I'm not saying that it. facetiously. Yeah. Um, it's, like, so annoying how beautiful Tom Cruise actually is. He looks so good in like, this movie. He really has like he looks like some golden ratio like statue of david freak show like beauty it's freak wild. show <laughs> yeah it's so wild i really like i'm not attracted to him in general but like when you watch him acting in these roles especially in like roles from like this particular period of time like 90s to i mean 2001's kind of the li- the last one yeah he's so like he is so beautiful and so magnetic like he just he has the juice dude i know it's so crazy it, and it exactly like it's one of those situations where I don't feel like, yeah, like I'm not like, I don't have a crush on him. I don't feel sexually attracted to that hot actor, but like I am in awe of his beauty. Like when I see him, like it freaks me out. (laughs) It's weird. It's really, it's a weird feeling. Yeah. Like, ah, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Vanilla Sky, it's star studded. There's like a ton of famous people. Kurt Russell's in it. Michael Shannon's in it. Tilda Swinton is in it for a second. It's crazy. Um, Jason Lee plays his best friend. (laughs) Very funny. Wow. Wow. Uh, and also because it's a Cameron Crowe movie, it has like a ton of like big needle drops of like famous songs. And it's like, oh, it's a pretty good soundtrack. It's pretty fun. Uh, Vanilla Sky, I had a great time. I can't lie. (laughs) I was like, I don't think people like this movie very much, but I was like, I'm incredibly entertained. They don't make them like this anymore. (laughs) But that's the thing is like a lot of people don't know what's good. Good. I mean, it's really schmaltzy, I have to say, but it was like not a problem. Was, not gonna. It be was a not a problem. It was. I mean, it was also like it's so uh, rare for a movie that's that long and that um, like I don't know, like not that much happens in it. But it's I was engaged the entire time. I was totally interested in watching, and I was you know it was the day after prom, and it yeah. got me perfect. <laughs> okay, so he must have made this with his almost famous money. Because mm-hmm. almost famous is two thousand. So. Yeah, I think it was like okay, cool. Like we got we everybody really liked almost famous. Now I'm allowed to do whatever I want, <laughs> and I'm gonna do this dumb weird thing. Yeah, um, it is. It is weird. I cannot lie. I but love it. Does it. it really feels like it's from? It, it has a real time capsule energy to it. A real a real pre nine eleven movie. I can't lie. <laughs> uh, I I like. I have to know. You know. I yeah. I'm gonna watch it even if you say it's not that great. I have to know. It's fun. I think. I, mean, I think the iconic not, cover. Yeah. No. I really. I can't. Like. I enjoyed it. Like. I don't think it's like an amazing movie, but it's also really interesting. Yeah. I think I really appreciate Vanilla Sky. I'm here to say Vanilla Sky is pretty good, actually. Okay. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. The water's warm. You're you're telling me the water's warm, so I'm diving in. Come on in, baby. Ah, <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing. Um. I watched a third movie. I'm not really going to talk about it because it's actually time for us to go. Um, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, or definitely. There's. I have 58 minutes on my little timer. Oh, so. how perfect. Um, my last movie that I watched is the Swamp Thing movie. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, which is a Wes Craven movie. Uh, hold on on the year. It's 1982. 
Um, it's not good. I hear the second one's a little more fun, like a little more sleazy, and the special effects are maybe a little mm. bit better. Based on the comic book hero, um, or anti-hero. No, he's a hero. Um, <laughs> Swamp Thing gets turned. He's played by the Swamp Thing gets turned into a Swamp Thing because he is a scientist who develops this like solution that uh makes like sentient plants basic 